What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Three Busted Bastards. <laughs> this week's episode, you're joined by Beric Dundarian, the Doctor, and the Sasquatch. How are we, man? We all good? Good afternoon. Yes. Good not too bad. It's not too bad. Very methodical of you there, now, to be fair. Yeah. We all got a good <coughs> weekend. We did. Plenty of support on the telly. Yep. As close as you're going to get to too much sport, I'd say. Yeah. It is getting that way, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Like, where do you, like, you want to sort out your priorities before you, for a weekend like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a few uh, coin flips. Do I watch this? Do I watch that? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just settle with yourself is the real question. Myself? Uh, Bit of rugby league, bit of rugby union, a bit of gar. Sounds awful. And watch the highlights of the UFC, obviously, when there was a bit of downtime. And then mm. NFL Sunday. I actually, um, yeah. yeah, I was flicking on Saturday and I was watching um, Palace Everton. And they had the ghost Brian Kerr on commentating. <clears throat> and he gave a, a like a two minute speech <laughs> about the penalty Joel Ward giveaway. And it was literally the majority of handballs aren't actually hitting the hand. They actually hit the arm. But that actually was a handball. <laughs> Not like that for two minutes. It was bizarre. <laughs> Where do you stand on Brian Kerr? Because some people like him. I personally cannot get behind it at all. I think he's garbage. Like <clears throat> He's a marmite commentator, I think. Um... Uh, he, he's a... Oh, he's a mad commentator, yeah. What about when he calls Shakiri Barilla? Managing the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> During the, was that the, the World Cup or the Euros? Uh, the Euros. I remember that, actually. Yeah, Shakiri, yeah, he's one of those lads Euros, that if yeah. he played for fucking Balcora Celtic, he'd be called Barilla. <laughs> he has some absolute gems, and to be fair, He's the greatest <laughs> football manager in Faroe Islands history. Oh, that's a that's a fucking stat. It's a fact, well, it? a fact, yeah. and you bring it to the bank. That's a scientific fact. fact. Yeah. Um. All right. Sometimes, yeah. Look, sometimes he he's not great at filling silence. I don't think, and that's what puts no. a lot of people off. He comes out with some, but he he has some some gems, but I don't think he always means the gems. Um. Yeah, ninety percent of the good things he says are uh, says are accidental. Yeah, like it's, it's a bad higher. when he when he was on RTE. Like uh, <laughs> Diddy Man was better at pronouncing players' names, considering he's German with a Scouse accent, than Brian Gare. Our Lapre match used to tear Diddy asunder, oh. didn't they? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> they had him absolutely perfect. Like, yeah, the, oh, the raised the eyebrow. <laughs> It was brilliant. Didi's a cracker. I'm a big fan of Didi personally. And and Ozzy as Valdez, <laughs> he was different level. <laughs> he had around, he had around six words of English. Like, 
Yeah, and then he had that Rory Best lisp as well. <laughs> He's doubly yeah. hard on his own. Just say it slowly, mate, will you? <laughs> For fuck's sake. What about yourselves? What did you, what did you tune into over the weekend? Um, I went... Jeez, I can't remember now. I, I went NBA on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or no, I watched a bit of the football on Saturday. Um, NBA slept for the UFC, which is strange, which is not something usually. Yeah, slept for the UFC. Uh, woke up early Sunday morning, watched it, and then red zone, red zone from. You know, I kind of hear that, and my inclination is to ring your mum and make sure it's having all right. <laughs> is everything okay at home? Um, no, I think I was saying this to you off there recently enough. Uh, I've gone to a stage now where I'm just trying to go to sleep early. Like, not even go to sleep early, just not be up till stupid. I think, I think we talked about this on, on a previous podcast, like with the whole UFC thing. Like, it's grand the odd time. Or not even the odd time. Like, it's, it's, it's grand like maybe once, twice a month. Like, Staying up for an event, but like it's fucking heavy duty on the L body clock. Like, do you know what mm. I mean? Like, if if you're like, if you're up till six o'clock Saturday night, and then Sunday comes around, you either sleep until one or whatever, and then you're bollocks then, or, or like you either get up at say 10, 11, and you're bollocks for the entire Sunday, which nearly ruins your Sunday, or you sleep in till one or two and then he can't sleep Sunday night like, like it's a proper trade off like and it's just like do you know what I'm going to record it and I'll just get up and watch it three hours later do you yeah, know what I'm saying the demands on Irish based UFC fans have significantly increased though in the past number of years like, I remember it used to be like realistically speaking three or four fights you had to see a year yeah and they're just churning them out now at this stage. It, it's 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 good. It's good though. Like, is mm. in the sports is progressing that it's it's now a weekly thing. But like, if you look at fucking, for example, Saturday. Actually, that was what I watched. Bellator was on at normal o'clock Irish time because it was on in Italy, and Cage Warriors <laughs> was on at normal o'clock because it was on in England. Mm. So I got I got my fix. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? So there was there was nearly too much MMA to choose from on Saturday, yeah. which is very very rare, very rare. Good, good good to be a part of, I suppose. It's it's probably um, similar to being a an Australian based Premier League fan, <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah, like trying to, and you're a massive Tim Cahill fan. Oh. Yeah. Think of all those socceroos that were fucking staying up till four in the morning <laughs> to see Tim Cahill box the head off a corner flag. Or, Tell you or, what. Or even going back years when you didn't have plush record on your TV or you didn't have, you might have had to record on a VHS. It has a cue and knocking sticks in Leeds. <laughs> Mark Faduco up top knocking it down <laughs> yeah. to, to Hazard. Yeah. Tell you. Uh... <laughs> Sing on a mind! <laughs> And what about yourself, Doctor? Do you tune into that over the weekend? Or? 
you know what? I had a bit of a, a busy weekend, so I didn't get a chance to really tune into anything as such. I was just kind of keeping an eye on the scores on the, the app and stuff like that. So uh, still haven't caught up with match of the day. There is some football on tonight, though. Uh, Liverpool-Arsenal should be a, a cracking game. That's on that. Uh, eight, it's 8 o'clock. They actually moved it. It was quarter past 8, and because Boris decided to close the pubs at 10, they uh, yes. kick off to, to 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, so... You know, at least he's good for so. Oh, well, at least the the FA or the Premier League or whoever decides on the times are you know doing the fans a favour. Yeah. I suppose you said it's, it's going to be a good. What say, be a good watch? You're fucking sitting, really, doesn't it? Yeah. You're, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a great watch if you're on the scouse side of things. <laughs> yeah. Ah, look. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. All in all, it was pretty. Um, Pretty high scoring affair. It was, uh, 29 goals over eight games. A lot of controversy. Um, no, uh, lot of contro- let me interrupt you there. There's only one game that I'd like to talk about. <laughs> and I'd like to talk about it right now. Which one? I hope, I hope everyone watched MNF. No, sorry. It wasn't MNF. Because it was on late. M- I instantly <laughs> thought it was MNF. It was actually SNF. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you talking about W versus W? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the mighty West Ham. The mighty I'm West talking Ham. about the mighty West Ham, yeah. Poor, the, poor, the David Myers. poor David Myers wasn't even on the sideline. Sure, he's still isolating, isn't he? Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a blessing in disguise, yeah. Sorry, I yeah. cannot be the only one who sees the raging similarities there like it's not a coincidence to be <laughs> four fucking nil and that comes nowhere to be seen um do you know who, what i'm saying who who is the assistant manager who was the manager in the night i would love to tell you okay i'm just but wondering I, but i actually don't know hmm. probably should have googled that pre-podcast but sure <laughs> i'm sure i'll be able to fill you in next week yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of a uh, or handball. You know something controversy in a couple I'm, of the games. I'm actually going to cut across you. Um, okay, go on, please. We have a rude fan question. Okay. okay, which might tie in with what you're about to say. It might also shed a, a bit of light as to why we've had so many goals in the Premier League this season yeah. so far. Oh. Hey guys, loving the podcast as always. My question this week is, United and Newcastle were given really soft penalty kicks at the weekend due to this new handball rule, which no one really understands. I'm just wondering what everybody thinks about the new rule and how do you think the Premier League are going to move forward to stop all these soft free kicks and soft penalty kicks that have been given the first few weeks of the season? Thanks. Well, that is t- thank you, uh, caller. That's actually a really, really good question. Uh, definitely pretty soft. Um, I mean, like the new rule that came in for, for this season, I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, controversy with PIR getting involved. Like the Declan Rice one would be a prime example. It was against Sheffield United, I think. And it pretty much hit, like, did not even hit, it like fucking skins the hairs of his forearm, pretty much so. And they scored a goal and it was you know, taken off them. Um, I'll just throw a couple of, I'll throw a couple of stats out if this is okay mm-hmm. on handballs 
from penalties. Right, so there's 380 games in a season. So over the last five years, if you go back to 2015 and 2016, right, there was 91 penalties awarded, nine of which were for handball. The following season, there was 106 penalties and 18 were for handball. 80 the following season and six were for handball. 2018, 2019, 103 penalties and 14 for handball. Last season, 92 and 19 were for handball. And so far, in 26 games, that are being played, 20 penalties have been awarded and six are for handball. And at the current rate, what they're projecting is 292 penalties and 88 of them for handball. That's just a, proje- a projection. I mean, there's been six already with 24, 26 games played. Three rounds. Like, that's nice fucking crazy. I just want to jump in here real quick. Go on. That's the fucking research. This podcast is best for a couple of fucking episodes. <laughs> Bringing yes, it true, fucking true. back. <laughs> well, we. He's my, finally living up to his name of the day. Thank God <laughs> I had my socks put in the wash before this because they would be <laughs> fucking KO'd, <laughs> knocked off, guys. Not fucking off. Um, and the other point I was going to make before I went on that. Touch of it. Terrain. Yeah, terrain. What is the new handball rule? Can anyone explain to me? It's... I know I know Caller said no one understands it, but I too don't yeah, understand. Yeah, but even when <laughs> even when you read the actual law itself, it doesn't really kind of make a whole load of sense. I think the only thing is um the only way you'll get away with handball if it hits your hand or hits your fucking arm or your shoulder is if a player strikes the ball and it ricochets off someone else and onto you I know that doesn't make sense either but bear with us one second and I'll grab it up so it's basically any kind of part of the hand or the arm be it a intentional or unintentional mm, and that's like the key the one with, uh, and that's the key yeah so that would be like the Declan Rice one from last season, as an example, and then Eric Dyer. Yes, the general, yeah, no, no harm, no harm, no harm there. The general consensus used to be, it was all about arm positioning. If you're, if you yeah. made attempts to get your arms out of the way, it was deemed unintentional. Or if your arm was in a natural position, wasn't it? Yeah, like if you're yeah, mid, exactly. Stride or something. Exactly. Know. Whereas now it's literally any contact. Yeah. Um, Hang on, I'm getting it up there, and I'll I'll read out the uh, yeah, I'll read out the the text. It's also strange that that because I, I am okay with that particular caller, and obviously yourself. It's mm. particularly interesting that two Manchester United fans are raising this as issues, <laughs> as possibly the club that has it's... most benefited <laughs> from the new rule. But anyway. But there's I, I think to be fair, like a lot of like a lot of players and a lot of managers, a lot of commentators and pundits are coming out and saying that this rule is absolutely ridiculous. So uh, blah, 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 blah 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 Have you gone full down the, the researcher of so, Real uh, rule makers, yeah. uh, International Football Association boards tightened up handball rule in time for this season, defining the boundary between the shoulder and the arm as the bottom of the armpit. 
don't know who wrote this. Uh, anything below that and it's a handball intentionally or not, it doesn't matter. They also emphasise a handball offence takes place when a player makes their body unnaturally bigger and or puts their arms above shoulder height. It was also clarified that an accidental handball by an attacking player is only penalised if it occurs immediately before a goal or goal scoring, clear goal scoring opportunity. Um, yes, it has resulted in more penalties. Yeah, but the, the handball rule wasn't really broken to begin with. No. Like, do you know what I mean? Just leave it. Like, leave it as is. No. It yeah, I, I, I think it may be a case of, was there an incident in which somebody was screaming for it to be changed because somebody purely intentionally handled the ball in the air and they were never given a penalty for it? Something like that springs to mind. Now, it, it may not be the case. I don't know. But that's just what I'm thinking. Because I know you've, you've probably seen like instances where you're like, I hear that's a clear handball and nothing has been given. We've all yeah, seen those kinds of it. Maybe that goes back a couple of years. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember, to be quite honest. It, but, it, but it's all, it's also as if like fans were screaming, please reevaluate VAR. Mm. And they've just gone, mm. the handball law needs fixing? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's not where the focus should have been. I mean, like, you lit like, like VAR, I actually think VAR was worse post COVID lockdown than it was pre COVID lockdown. And maybe I'm wrong on that. That's just probably a personal opinion. I've no stats or research to back that up. That's just your feeling on the matter. Like. My feeling, like they should have nailed that coming out. Like they had three months. I know they're all probably working from home, but like Zoom calls, that should have been nailed. And like, even go back to the first game back, Villa Sheffield United. And the goal line technology didn't work. It was a bit. Oh like, yeah, it didn't work. Oh, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. At times, at times, I do think that like the Premier League just makes too much money to actually really give a rat. Yeah, but they've not, they're not held accountable by anyone. The Premier League is their own fucking entity, man. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, FIFA and UEFA couldn't give Continental, but no. Premier League, like they don't. They're making them enough money. So like, you can. But VAR isn't just the Premier League; like it's it's international, isn't it? Like it's 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 becoming more and more popular. But I think more, Premier yeah. League was the main one to to kick it all off as a kind of trial period. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's because they're still trying to get over the fucking Frank Lampard goal from the World Cup. Cup that, and even even before that, remember they were talking about. Cause I remember they done a segment on Sky News about it. Remember Spores at Old Trafford in like two thousand and five. Roy Carroll was involved. Yeah. Pedro Mendes. Even back then, they were like, you know, if a linesman can't see that from the position he was in, then you need goal line technology. They kind of, well, they could have started the conversation before that, but I think that was one of the main incidences in which people were saying, you need to start investing in goal line technology. Yeah, for but these like, things. They, but they, they have a goal line technology. They have that thing on the watch where if it yeah. crosses the line and says goal, that's perfect. Just that's fine. Leave it at that. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm anti VAR, but I'm anti bad VAR. Like, Bart, <laughs> yeah. doesn't, Bart doesn't fucking work. Like, like, but, like, he was, that's he was asleep at Stockley Park. A professional referee should only have to look at it once on video. Yeah, surely their experience and uh, experience at using judgment, yeah, just look at it once. Like, if, this whole... if, if they need to look at it for like three, four minutes, yeah. potentially there's a, there's a greater issue at play, and it's that your yeah. referees at top level aren't 
of a super was, standard. Who was who was the who was the ref actually? Jeez, I can't think of the name. Who was doing the Palace United Palace Man United match? And he took up like a good uh, four or five minutes on deciding whether to give Palace a penalty, and then a further couple of minutes on deciding whether De Gea was so far off his line that he needed to award it again, even though it was saved in the first instance. Well, see, that's that's the I, exact I think there was problem. A, I think there was a com- yeah. I think there was like a combined seven or eight minutes on those two decisions. Yeah, like that's. But like, what I can't understand is like VAR isn't obviously it being called VAR is a new thing, but like it's across a multitude of sports mm. already. Like, mm. like um, NFL have it, the NBA have it, tennis has it. Like uh, the GAA have brought it in. Yeah, yeah, like. Rugby and there's n- rugby has it. Sorry, I forgot about rugby actually, as usual. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but like all of these sports have it, and it runs fairly fucking like yeah, a lot better than it does in football. A lot but better than it the, does in football. Anyway, there is yeah. issues in 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 rugby. They also claim that it does slow it down as well. Um, but it's still nowhere to the extent of association football. It's, it's like you're smoking, like you could be sitting there for. Like you're looking at four or five minutes for a, a VAR decision at times. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. like you said, like you sh- they sh- you shouldn't have to look at something six to seven times to make a decision on it. Like, do you know decision, what I mean? yeah. They're 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 looking at a, ch- a change, and this could be an interesting way of doing it. They're looking at reintroducing of, of changing the the video review in rugby league in Australia. Basically, you, the referee has or the the team that's Obviously, it's not the referee that's always looking at it. It's a team offsite. They have until the player lines up the conversion to review the try. If they can't find a reason to overturn it before he's lined up the conversion, the try stands. So you could have, if the ref rewards a goal, you have until they get back to the halfway line to kick off to make the decision. So you're looking at, what, 20, 30 seconds? It's one viewing. That's it. But teams will play that off because you can you can argue with the with the rugby if you have your time to take the conversion, you will speed up your speed of conversion if you think it's a dubious try. Yeah. Whereas that's, that's fair, if, but you you just put a, a, a clock on it. Yeah, and do, do a thirty seconds mm. review or something like yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's a good show. And then fans, if fans are kicking off when they've seen like 12 plus replays on Sky, you can just turn around and go, well, look, he's 30 seconds. Yeah. Q4 watches yeah. to come to yeah. that conclusion. But I think uh, it's, it's only going to cause more controversy as the season goes on. And I can see them changing it mid season. So it's something that's going to have to be reviewed now in May 2021. There's far too many reviews and all, isn't there? Like, it's, it's like there's, oh, yeah. there's about 30 fucking reels of red tape that everyone has to fucking go through before a decision. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's fairly mad because, I mean, like referees might kick up over stuff, players, managers, unions as well. Um, like that, uh, that De Gea one last week was fucking just insane. Whatever about handballs. Great to see one go against United, yeah. though, isn't it? Another one, should I say. <laughs> but no, Crystal Palace were uh, fully deserving of their win. I'll give them that. United played shy. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, I suppose just before we head for 
a break in a few minutes. Anything to add on some of the MMA fights over the, the weekend? I know there was probably didn't live up to expectations, but there was a big fight in the in UFC two five three. There was there was a, a a big fight. Um Israel Desanya fought Paolo Costa in what was Bill's the fight of the year, which it was not. But, <laughs> yeah, like it's like on paper I had all the like it was it was gonna be fight of the year, but with a lot of these things or a lot of the, a lot of fights there the the more they're built as being this unbelievable fight, the most of the time it doesn't happen. Like it's it's not rare, but like out of say ten fights that are built as being these unbelievable fights, seven of them are not dog shit, but they're just run of the mill fights. Like do you know what I mean? So the fights that usually live up to the billing are like rematches as opposed to first time yeah, fighting. If that makes like, sense. Like, or just two lads that actively don't like each other is always a nice mm. one. These two boys actively didn't like each other, but like it was a bit hit miss. Now, what outside of the UFC though, there was something in Cage Warriors that happened. Mason Jones won the welterweight belt. Who he's the lightweight champ of Cage Warriors, and he went up in weight and he won the welterweight belt for the first time since 2012. There was a champ champ in Cage Warriors and. The last one was Conor McGregor. Little fact for you there. So possibly could be seen, and uh, Mason Jones, he's a Welsh lad, so could be seeing him getting the L, the L phone call on the flight to uh, Fire Island very soon, I'd say. But um, yeah, that was a nice, it was that, like, that, was, that was good to see. You like kind of watching stuff like that. It's like, because a few, a few people have kind of tried the whole champ champ thing. Doesn't always go great, like do you no. know that kind of way. Like there's, I think a lot of people think it's just something that you can just, just do. Like, but there's there's a bit more behind it than that. Um, outside of that, then Bellator was on. A couple of Bellator, or a couple of Irish lads fought in it. A couple of Irish lads won on it, and that's always great to fucking see. Um, in any sport, Bellator in, in any, any sport. sport yeah. Any sport, any time, any day, any <laughs> any discipline, any level. Things, you know. You know. A um, couple of lads won this week. Bellator is back next week. A couple of more Irish lads on that. So hopefully we can keep the streak going. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Perfect. Um, anything else that? Or? No, no, that'll... that'll. Do pig? That'll fucking do. Oh, Jesus, I put on two pounds because of lockdown, but that's a bit. Oh, okay, it's... we have <laughs> just just uh, before we move on to something else. Uh, just to remind all our listeners that the Champions League group stage draw is being held this Thursday, fourth of October. Tuesday, nine a.m. I, I don't know the time. I didn't do Zoom anyway. that one, but I know my date. And then the Europa League group stage is the following day, so it's Friday the second. <laughs> You know, so, some, some European competition to look forward to. Perfect. Well, we'll be back in a few minutes after a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. It's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. This episode and all episodes in season two are produced in partnership 
with the square ball. The square ball is located just off Marion Square. It has dozens of screens showing televised sport and award-winning barbecue, making it the perfect spot in Dublin to catch the game. For more information or to book in, please visit the-square-ball.com. Thanks. Hello and welcome back um, to the second half of episode three of the Tree Busted Barstills podcast. Um, I suppose you might just quickly touch upon what's going on in the US of uh, um, We have our finals matchup for the NBA finals. It will be Miami Heat and it will be the LA Lakers. Shout out to Berwick. With a great shout, did disagree last week that I thought the Nuggets-Lakers game would be a bit tighter. Lakers ran out eventually 4-1. And he was very close to getting the seven-game series between Miami and Celtics. It was six games. But it was theoretically one game off in both calls, both calls. Which, so, which, I'll, which I'll take, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just worried that we may have a very anal fan out there. So, but yeah, no, well done, great call. Mm. Um, go James, though. It's all about Go James, and Go James is going to win himself another championship in however amount of days. I don't think it will go past six games, personally. I'm gonna say four two, possibly four one to the Lakers. Okay. Um. I'm unsure. I'll tell you a bizarre twist of fate, though. Um, obviously, a lot of people preseason would have picked the Clippers from the West and the Bucks from the East. Um, so they would have gone with a matchup of Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis and the Kampugo. That was a terrible attempt. But- yeah, yeah oh, let me stop but- that. <laughs> <laughs> but- okay, you know, Giannis. Giannis's brother. <laughs> Is in the Lakers squad, his younger yeah. brother, as is Myers Leonard with the Miami Heat. So you do have Leonard versus <clears throat> in the final. So Leonard versus who? Sorry, Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I can't. I can do it normally, but not on air. I can't. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's worse than trying to say the Wolves manager last week. <laughs> That was that was You're not a fan thing. Absolute car crash. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then also on to the NFL. Um there's been some games, um some teams played and it wasn't a great weekend for a lot of fans. Yeah. But, uh, and, and like we are we've had a particularly bad start to the season, kind of yeah, uh, I think but correct me if I'm wrong, but between us we have a draw. And five losses. The Falcons been yet? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've been draw. No, no, um, no. And, and the only reason we probably didn't get better is because we played a Cincinnati Bengals team, which is terrible, with a rookie quarterback who's a little bit special, but still. Um, who's on? Who's on his way? Can I say? Yeah. Yeah. He's on his way. It. The only fear I have for Joe Burrow is. Cincinnati is historically a horrific franchise. Um, 
someone has has put up um, the Bermuda Triangle of NFL um, franchises, and it's it's the three franchises with the most number one draft picks, and they're all pretty close to each other. So Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and Detroit Lions, um, they're all very close to each other. Just the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL. Um, but yeah, I suppose. Would you put the lines in that? Yeah, I suppose yeah, they've had a lot of number uh, number one draft picks, and outside of Barry Sanders, not an awful lot that's hit. Uh, Megatron, was he? No. Yeah, Megatron as well. That's fair. Um, Matt Stafford's not the worst. He's not the worst, but he's I mean, not the best either. Is he? It's just the volume of number one draft picks, and I don't think I still think they're without a win in the playoffs. Hmm. Could be wrong there, or there's some um, stat with them going winless in the playoffs for years. Yeah. I, the, the Jets well, I, I think would kind of go into that as well oh yeah absolutely but the Jets do have a Super Bowl yeah fair yeah, uh, fair, fair argument uh, yeah no <laughs> like with Joe Naismith so that's geez, I think it might be late 60s so yeah. but um, so it was just a quick fire round obviously Philadelphia um, drew with Cincinnati in overtime Um. Dallas Cowboys versus the Seahawks was, i seen bits of it, I didn't see it all, but it was a fantastic game. So Russell Wilson is just... Back to that word you used earlier, I think special is the word. Like, Oh, beyond special. Like, he just... Yeah. He's just, like... you got to bear in mind as well, like, he's not always had a good offense, but he's always got them going, like, and got them... I, I still don't think he has a good offense. Tyler Lockett's not a brilliant receiver. Like, no. He's not... Like, either's DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's huge and all, but, like... Yeah, the only thing that DK Metcalf I propose has an advantage is he's still quite young, but yeah. he made a, a primary school error yeah. last night. I don't know if people seen that, but yeah, being run down, um, almost showboating coming to the to the end zone, big mistake. But reminds me of uh, it was Deshaun Jackson done it a few years ago, didn't he? Do you remember he he was going into the uh, the end zone and he just dropped the ball? Because he thought he was in. Yeah. And it was a fumble. No, he threw it behind him, didn't he? Well, he, he was running in with it. And, and he, he just, threw Yeah, and it was him. a fumble. Yeah. Like a, like a real asshole. Yeah. And then I think two weeks later, he caught the ball. He ran past the defender. And he ran the length of the end zone. And then we did. And I was like, you did not learn your lesson. Um, Some people just never do. Really do that's when he was prime. That's when he was phenomenal. He's a, a bit lackluster this year. Yeah. Um. Not going to say who they beat, but Nick Foles did make an impressive return last night. Um, they beat a team. Um, that's all we need to know. Um, yeah. And then I suppose tonight is the big one. Um, we probably know the result when this goes to air, but Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, maybe an AFC preview, AFC final yeah. preview. Um but it's going to be a, I hope to God, neither suffers a serious injury. And this is just a ding-dong we get to watch for, for a decade plus. Um, they're phenomenal. And they've, they've revolutionized um, kind of how the NFL has been played at the minute, I think. Huge emphasis now on the mobile quarterback. You know? Yeah. Was it Joe Kyler in that as well? The, the revolution? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No. Kyler's in it as well. He's getting, he, he's he's making plays, um, yeah. and an interesting thing with Mahomes and Kyler Murray is, like obviously Patrick Mahomes' dad was a professional baseball player, mm. and Kyler Murray was drafted in the Major League Baseball but opted for. Yeah, you know, I did say that. So, 
you're getting a crossover of athletes. Um, yeah, but those those lads, they're they're super athletes. Like, yeah. like you would have had Bo Jackson, who was a running back and a baseball player, but now you're getting baseball players as quarterbacks, and obviously it's arm speed. Yeah, um, and the ability to throw the ball at different angles. Did you see the way sometimes Mahomes throws the release and stuff? Yeah, to the side and, and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, um, like an action movie when they're shooting the gat sideways like the crew. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a mad kind of start to the season, isn't it? Like injury was. Yeah, like a lot of the big, a lot of big stars are are kind of out now at the minute. Some of them for the season, like like Pond's gone for the season. Um, McCaffrey's out three to four weeks. I think Julio's out three to four weeks. Um, I'm sure there's more um, if I was to look into it a little bit more like oh Jimmy Garoppolo's out Thomas is out Michael um, Thomas is out um, I, I actually looked at the, the list of them last night and Nick Bose is out yeah like a lot that, of 49ers I was just about to say 49ers were ravaged by injury like, met like yeah it's about something to do with the grass or something isn't it yeah they're blaming for the turf yeah. what I would say is this is perfect for the NFL um, so? Because they had the argument with the with the players about preseason, the players pre COVID were looking to cut down on the preseason because obviously with the additional playoff games this year, um, and they've, they've expanded the playoffs, um, and the NFL fought to keep the preseason because it makes them a lot of money because they get a lot of corporate sponsors in during preseason games. So they agreed to cut it down, and then COVID hit, and they said, you know what, we're not going to do a preseason this year. But when it goes back up for negotiation at the end of this year, they'll go, yeah, you don't have to do a preseason. But look at all the injuries we had this year. Yeah. Which, like, a lot of them injuries, if you actually reach the list, there were ankle injuries, there They're all ACLs. There's yeah. a few ACLs gone. Like, yeah. Saquon's ACL. Um, somebody went off last night with an ACL. Um. Oh, uh, who was it? I can't think of him for the life of me. Doesn't matter. He was a Carolina defender. No, I won't think of it. But there, there's been a couple of ACL. If you look at the list of mm, injuries, indeed. you'll see a lot of ACL injuries. On the whole Saquon injury, I'm increasingly worried. Well, I shouldn't really be worried because I'm, I'm an Eagles fan anyway. But you want to see the best players in the league. I'm increasingly worried that Saquon might be a... Derek Rose syndrome. Yeah, took the words out of my mouth. I knew you were gonna say. I could see it in your. I could see it in your soul. Because it was killing me <laughs> to say his name again. No, I was like, yeah. Oh. Um, without without high love before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think just too powerful for that body. But the only thing is that uh, Saquon's a bit more proportionate. Yeah, proportionate. Absolutely. But Saquon is an awful lot more powerful than Derek Rose too. Is he? Pound for pound, probably not. <laughs> fair enough, right? Fair enough. I'll give you that one, but yeah. His quads are just too big for his body, I reckon. Nah, it's all knee and... He's just... He's, he's a freak, like. He's ah, a genetic freak, yeah. Gigantic freak. Yeah. Um, I suppose we before we do finish up on the NFL, we do have a NFL-based fan question. Um, this is part of a three-part series um, from... <laughs> From friend of the show. From the famous Leipzig fan, who we must get on. <laughs> we might get him on one week, will we? Yeah, we must get him on. We'd be a crack. 
I'm wondering how you reckon the Steelers will get on in the NFL this season. Can they get the better of the Ravens? Big Ben back. Massive fan of Big Ben. Questionable fella. But he makes it all a bit more interesting. Wears his heart in his sleeve. And yeah, I'm just wondering how you reckon they'll get on in a tough division. Yeah, Big Ben. Wears his heart in his sleeve and his Mickey outside his trousers. Um... <laughs> Or so the allegations go. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. allegedly. Um, to each their own, I say. But no. yeah. Allegedly. Um, before we go into answering this question, we are in the process of... It's a work in progress. And, and by the end of season two, we will have the doc. An NFL savant. Yeah. And be able to, <laughs> and be able to reel off information. Yeah. He's probably uh, working behind the scenes. He's, he's yeah. watched a few games. Working on it. Working, he's working on, on it. it. What's going to happen so, when you ask a question and he starts detailing the, the 1961 Super Bowl? <laughs> the 81 Bears. Yeah. Uh, the 85, a, 85 Bears. He put some respect on that team. <laughs> I was a, I, that I documentary was a is amazing. The, uh, I was a fan of the, the Broncos putting their South Park yeah. in the stadium. Was I don't know if old, people yeah. have seen that, yeah. but they literally put the entire town of South Park in the stands. stands like over a thousand Park. characters in total. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Pretty cool. See, pretty good idea. See, now this is something saying. Look, he's getting in there he's slowly but surely. Yeah. yeah. Slowly and he, surely. One Super Bowl comes around. There you go. Yeah. Go. <laughs> um, he'll come for the cans, <laughs> but yeah. by the time he leaves. <laughs> And he'll stay for the football. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I think that Big Ben is back and will the Steelers do well? Uh, no, is the honest answer. To be honest, their division's too hard. Um, Big Ben is not back as such. Um, he's no weapons. James Conner's a weapon, but outside of that, Juju is not really at much. Um, no way be. So no, I don't think so. That's just my opinion. Could be wrong. My argument to that would be, I would say Big Ben is still, but might not be at season's end, the second best quarterback in the division. So I would put Baker probably as the worst. I would put Joe Burrow. Don't you do it. You just take that out of your mouth right now. Above Baker. Joe Burrow is definitely above Baker. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's also above Big Ben. I think he will be at the end of the season. But I think just currently it's a small sample size. It's yeah, only okay. three games. Okay. I'll let, you have, I'll let you have it. I think the Bengals don't have the weapons to match Burrow's talent. I think he would progress a lot quicker if they had decent weapons. Yeah. I think Baltimore is, especially with the injuries the 49ers have, I think you're getting a champion out of the AFC. I don't think it's going to be Kansas because it is incredibly hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions, especially in this crazy, crazy year that it's going to be. Um, why I think Pittsburgh might still make the playoffs because they made them last year. Um, Mike Tomlin is an incredible coach. No nonsense, really. Like no nonsense. Um, that is why a certain wide receiver who shall not be named um, and a certain running back to add to that yeah who who hasn't lived up to expectations in New York so who was right there yeah but I don't think taking a year out helped him no 
absolutely not. Yeah, like, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I I think they could come in, but it'll be a wild card play, a spot they'll get. It won't be they won't win the division. Put it that way. I think they'll finish third in that division. Personally, I think. Um, what are they now? They they're one and two. I think are they? Or I could be wrong. They win. They win. They won last night. Um, yeah. So JJ what lost the battle of the the Watt brothers because there was three Watt brothers on on the field. Mm. Yes, the potentially maybe the first time. I could be wrong, but it's definitely. Yeah, I think it is the first time. Yeah, definitely a while since it's happened. Um, not on to I think they I think they won two games. So they're two and one, are they? I think so. Could be wrong. <clears throat> willing to be corrected. Willing to, yeah. to stand. I too, I too am willing to be corrected, but uh, I think. I'm calling it now. Another call to write down. Uh, Cincinnati finishes ahead of them. Okay. okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying that out there now. Because um, I love me some Joe Burrow. Yeah, look. I, do, I just have fears from, I think, if you actually watch, it's, it's not as bad as that, obviously, but Sam Darlin is an incredibly talented quarterback. But if you watch how bad the Jets are, and it's not because of him, his career is like, Effectively ruined because of the, the franchise he signed with. I'm, I'm afraid it might be something similar to Joe Burrow. If you look at some of the passes Sam Darnold makes, they're unreal. But sorry, sorry. coach. I just I just checked there. The status of Trino. Might have to retract yeah. that call. Um, <laughs> might just have to retract that call. They might finish above the Browns. No, they will finish above the Browns. I think, the, like, I would say they'll finish you see second to third but I think they're going to finish third now why but, I, well I think Joe Burrow is better than Baker Baker's weapons, better weapons yeah. uh, like the run game is unreal he's Joe and he's got um, Hunt Hunt yeah probably the best two in the in the league arguably mm-hmm. um, but put imagine putting Joe Burrow in Cleveland mm. be serious wouldn't it well, Cleveland is the perfect spot for a struggling, like a strong, a struggling or a young quarterback. You've even got phenomenal tight ends. You've got David Njoku and you've got Austin Hooper. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Decent defense as well. Yeah. Just Baker's a mad thing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, do I think the Steelers do, do well? No. Does the, does the Sasquatch? Uh, yeah. Does, does the doctor oh. have to decide him vote? <laughs> What? Say do you think the Steelers do well this year, Doctor? Yes, they do, yeah. Oh, Man. wow. <laughs> Powerful call, yeah. but all right. Per- deciding vote. And yeah. the Steelers make the playoffs based on yeah. judgment. Let's keep rocking. Well, <laughs> yeah. re- well researched, anyway. I suppose then, to kind of do a quick roundup of everything else that's been going on, um, a lot closer to home, the number of club finals and semi-finals over the weekend. Mm. Obviously, ba- Ballymoon, Kickhams, on the moon, won the Dublin Championships. They they fairly dismantled Ballymoon in the end. I think it was, it was 10 points? Yeah, they yeah, made 10 points, and points anyway. I think, yeah, I think we did like call that in the 14 points. Mm-hmm. Um, flying around kind of the country, Mohill won the Leitrim Senior Football Championship. Um, Ballyhill yeah, Shamrocks, Mohill. Shamrocks won Kilkenny Horland final. Absolutely hammered uh, Dixborough. I think East Kerry won the Kerry senior football final of the weekend. Yeah. Will be correct on that. Uh, 
Apparently, David Clifford scored an absolute rocket of a goal. Freak out. Of you, I haven't seen it. So I've just seen a headline, but there you go. There's something to look up if you want to see a, some rocket of a goal. Yeah. And the name of the club escapes me, but here's one for you. In the Galway Senior Football Semi Final, um, Cara Finn were beaten, and that is their first loss in, senior, in Galway Club uh, Championship since 2012. Okay. Being in the semi-final I think it oh, the name it's like it's something Myla anyway um, I think it's Ballymore Myla or something like that I, I'm definitely wrong there but I know it just it just it obviously made a bit of headlines mm. and St. Barnabas going back to the USA are New York County Championships the County Champions I don't know if it's New York County or New York State Champions state. anyway probably State isn't it probably State, be state. Yeah. yeah yeah State, state champions, man. And they made a bit of history because they had a number of homegrown players. Not Irish lads over for the summer because there was COVID. So yeah, they won with a lot like of homegrown second, players. Second generation Irish. Mm. And also, tremendous name. which St. Barnabas. Yeah. St. So, Barnabas. Yeah. Well done. Uh, I suppose we're getting, we're getting to that portion of the show now where we have to just go. So, Sasquatch. Any news Quick. in the world of rugby? Quick few ones. Okay, so not going to keep you too long because I do know that this goes in <laughs> one headphone out the other when talking to you lads. But your Champions Cup um, semi-finals this weekend, so you're going to have Exeter and Racing Metro. So both sides would have avenged the two Irish provinces last weekend. Um, Saracens obviously knocked out Leinster and also would have locked out by Toulouse. So it's going to be Exeter and Racing Metro um, in the final. It's going to be a bruiser. It's not going to be pretty, so it's probably one for the purists as opposed to the neutral. Um, and then I suppose down under in the NRL, regular season would have finished up over the weekend. We now head into the finals. So basically the top four go into a double elimination with the winners of the ties next weekend getting a bye in the next round the losers of the top four uh, finals will play the two winners of the next set of four. So basically it's your top eight makes a final with one to four getting a distinct advantage. Um, that's going to be taking place over the next few weeks. I'll try and keep it off the podcast unless someone out there gives me a fan question, in which case I will lose all other fans to placate that fan. Um, but there will be a bit of stuff up in the, the Instagram um, stories which you may have been following um, so yeah that's pretty much all I have we just like to give him we just like to give him a few minutes really just to just, just keep that carrot dangling just, on that yeah. stick yeah. yeah just reel off a few bits that's like, it yeah. it's, it's yeah. no problem I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with something I'll leave you with something remember that time I said uh, Jaden Sancho scored a hat-trick for uh, Dortmund and apparently their rules dictate that all three goals have to be scored in the same half. I actually do remember that, yeah. In between. yeah. Here's one for you. Uh, so Barcelona beat Villarreal last night and the young lad, Ansu Fati, oh, yeah. should have been given the Man of the Match award. He was being awarded Man of the Match, but because it was sponsored by a beer company and he's only 17, they gave it to Jordi Alba. How about that? Wow. It's just—it's weird. These little rules, isn't it? Mm. 
Whose rule is that? Do you know? La Liga's rule. That is, I think that's La Liga's rule, yeah. Yeah. So because their sponsor was a, a beer company and he was only 17 and obviously not of a legal age to drink. Probably they can give him Heineken zero. Um, yeah, but yeah, Stevie, Stevie Gerrard yeah. used to rock around at the tender age of 17 with Carlsberg sprayed across his chest. That was a simpler time. Yeah, nobody said anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting the bloke up in the match award. <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah. Well, here, trash. He turns out he's best friends with. He turns out Dean on, on Halloween. So that's when he was best friends with Francie from the Butcher. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, <laughs> Do you ever hear about that story? Actually, with with Gerard, he was like, for years, he was like threatened and used to have to give like a large enough portion of his wages to these lads in Liverpool that were like gonna smash him up. You ever hear about that? Yeah, yeah I heard that, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the actual ins and outs of the, the story is which is probably a silly thing to bring up seeing as I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I do recall that there was a story which no, I, you're right, even... yeah, I, re- I recall it. I recall it as well. I remember which it. I might even get the doctor research and talk about it extensively next week <laughs> because research is I'll out find, of my will. I'll find an article. I remember there's actually an, a number of Liverpool players were burgled the night they had that infamous night in Istanbul because obviously people, local people knew they were in Istanbul. Yeah. Like, fucking right. It's like, <laughs> no fucking secret. Like. That happened... That happened. Uh, that's to happen to Liverpool players a lot. Who did that happen to recently? Uh, was it when they were playing their first leg against uh, Atletico and somebody's house got burgled as well? Could be. I know it used to happen. Uh, I think do you know John yeah. Shelby. He was at Newcastle, yeah. but he was still living in Essex because he's from Essex, I think. Yeah. And it happened to him like literally four times in a season. Is he not from Liverpool? No, John Joe Shelby. No. No, I think he started with Liverpool, but I think he's actually from Essex. Oh, okay. And I think. He just decided to keep living in Essex. But it's ages away, like. Yeah. Is it ages away? It's just outside London to Newcastle, yeah, but you could. Oh, yeah. I think, like, he used to obviously stay in hotels midweek and for a game yeah. or whatever. Or do an Andy Carroll and stay in Kevin Owens gaff. <laughs> <laughs> because your birds, brothers, are going to smash you up. <laughs> That was another L story about L as I he was a mad thing in his prime. Mm. There's a, a quality picture that I might actually stick on the story just week of Prime Mandy Carroll in an all white suit with a Guinness stain down the front of it, walking out of the nightclub. Absolutely bad or, or the best is uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but he, he showed up to a wedding in his full West Ham tracksuit. Ah, oh, he's timeless like that's right last was, season, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or the story of him getting injured in pre-season by trying to climb back into his balcony <laughs> while on the piss is the yeah. most West Ham story of all time. But like, he's just, like, I think he's, he's one of those lads, like, he could have went, he chose to go the football route instead of the Geordie Shore route because he'd be on one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was going to be on the telly somehow, whether it was from playing football <laughs> or from Geordie Shore. <laughs> Like, yeah, he uh, his Range Rover got burned out and all. Like, he's just because he's just nice. a man. He's just a man about town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of like just 
just enjoys being out and about. Yeah. Uh, God, that's always good to end on a positive Andy Carroll story. I guess. <laughs> yeah. On a positive note. Positive Andy Carroll yeah. story. 35 million that fellow went for on stage. Let us not forget. Yeah. Wrap it up, guys. Yeah, I think to take us away. We might start doing a new one, will we? I might yeah. just start bringing us home. Well, now we've put on a bit of pressure, but I can roll with this. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Another uh, episode down in the books. The Doc has been the Doc. Plenty of research. Great to have it back. The Sasquatch has been the Sasquatch. Talking about NRL, but no one really cares. <laughs> and I have been Beric. Thank you, good night. Much love. Take care. Take care, all the best.